course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting with friends. I am one of your friends, Dave. We're joined, as always, by your other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? I am doing fantastic. My voice is a little hoarse just because I did a lot of talking today, so if I sound a little funny, that's why. Yeah, extra long shower with lots of singing. Is that what happened? (laughs) I wish, I wish. Talking to a lot of angry people. (laughs) I thought maybe you you poured one out and sung your heart out in the memory of Jimmy Buffett. Rest in peace. That's right. Rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. But no, I, I did not do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should have. Proper respect there. All right. Well, let's dive into it because we're not here to talk about Jimmy Buffett, even though I'm a, I mean, I'm a big fan. But uh, we're here to talk about horror movies. And before we dive into everything, uh, this week, on this episode, we are reviewing All Fun and Games, which just had a limited theatrical release and uh, as well as being released on video on demand before we get to that though we have lots of other things to do lots of other fun things uh let's start off by saying thank you to our wives uh kayla and monica for all their support and everything they do they will be back in the next couple of weeks with another wives rebuttal so you'll you have that turmoil to look forward to <laughs> so uh before we get to our to our weekly segment like uh, any anything new this week Did, watched anything fun or do anything fun or what's going on Besides yeah, talking angry oh, people. Right, yeah. Um, honestly, I haven't done a whole, whole lot. Um, you know, we had a long weekend this last weekend. Um, you know, I went to, uh, you know, went, went grocery shopping, you know, which is kind of horrific if you think about it. Yeah, that, that's, um, a, that's a horror story <laughs> in of itself. Right. Um, been watching a lot of The Walking Dead, you know, making sure, trying to finish that up. Um, just got to the, excuse me, just got to the Negan saga. Um, well, almost Negan saga, you know, we're, we're still in Alexandria. We haven't met Negan yet, but we just met some of the saviors. So, um, getting to the probably the best part of the show, in my opinion, um, really not a whole lot else though. I mean, you know, we grilled out for labor day and, uh, no incidents there. So, um, mm-hmm. pr- pretty boring otherwise. <laughs> yeah, me too. I haven't, uh, and actually I have not watched, watched much besides my, my ECW wrestling watch that I've been going, you know, working on, but, uh, but we're to that season where I will, I will start watching more horror movies just because of the time of year we have, uh, we have officially decorated all the decorations are out here. Uh, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I've been buying some novelty candy and, and such and such right now. I'm drinking a yingling Oktoberfest. So I'm, I'm feeling very spooktastic. So, uh, I'm foresee my horror movie, uh, intake, you know, swinging back up in the coming weeks. So got that to look forward to. Absolutely. But what else we have to look forward to is our weekly segment here on the show. Horror hot take. And this week, our weekly segment, uh, speaking of wiser battle, this is kind of a, uh, a, a similar, sometimes can be a similar uh, flavor. This is, uh, the horror hot take segment. Which it is a uh, the segment where one of us, but it is typically Ike, has a <laughs> horror hot take that he wants to throw out into the ether, and uh, we'll see we'll see what we what we make of it, what I how I feel about it, and if it uh, triggers me at all, 
and then hopefully we get a little feedback and see what you think. So, Ike, turn up the heat and let us know what's your horror hot take. Absolutely. So my, my horror hot take is sort of a two-parter. Um, so first and foremost, um, are, are you familiar with the film genre uh, Giallo? Uh, no, I am not. What is that? All right. So film genre Giallo is a genre of film that is generally characterized as gruesome murder mystery thrillers with a combination of the suspense elements, uh, detective fiction, scenes of shocking horror, excessive bloodletting, stylish camera work, jarring musical arrangements. Um, uh, what's his name? Dario Gento um, is very uh, famous for his Giallo movies. Um, we will mention later. Really? Oh, hey, look at that. Is it in the news? Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? But uh, like, for instance, he has a movie called Giallo. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he has other ones. I think Suspiria might be one. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's a bunch. I, I I could start naming some. But anyways, um, that that's what Giallo is. Giallo is sort of basically that's- just a gruesome uh, uh, murder mystery thriller. So um, the first part of my hot take is that uh, historically I think Giallo is a very, uh, very weak genre of the horror horror franchise and horror franchisees and whatnot. Uh, I don't care for Giallo films all that much. Um, I would say that is probably my least favorite horror uh, genre. If I had to give you one, Um, obviously my my basis of comparison is that I've seen probably about a dozen Giallo esque movies or Giallo movies and I just I just don't care for them. And I know a lot of people, especially like in like more highbrow, uh, well, I should say, quote unquote, highbrow communities of the horror community. Um, they like to say that Giallo is like peak horror and I just don't see it. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I guess that's the part one of my horror hot take that I'm just not a fan of Giallo the film genre. No, no diss against people who like it. I just think it's either boring or stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to agree. I, I'm not a fan either. And, uh, and no disrespect. I, I know he's a quote unquote master or legend or whatever. I, I'm not a big fan of Dario Argento. Uh-huh. I, I've watched a few of his movies and I'm just I'm just not. They don't they don't click with me. I, I they they are a little bit of a burden for me to watch. Uh, it's just not just not my style. I, I'm just not into it at all. Right. Absolutely. And honestly, that the second part of this, which I think I might get more heat from, but. Um, have you seen the movie called Last Night in Soho? Um, yes, I believe so. Okay. So in my opinion, Last Night in Soho is probably one of the best Giallo movies. Um, in my opinion, Last Night in Soho is a Giallo movie. It fits all the criteria of a Giallo movie. Um, Last Night in Soho is a absolutely fantastic movie. It's probably one of my favorite movies of 2021. Um, it has a fantastic cast. Edgar Wright directed it. Uh, and obviously, I, I have an incredibly soft spot in my heart for Edgar Wright. I mean, he uh-huh, made me the, the Cornetto trilogy. I mean, uh, Baby yeah. Driver. I mean, so much cool stuff that he's been a part of. But Last Night in Soho, in my opinion, is the best Giallo movie, if not one of the best. Um, and I truly think, it, it, in my opinion, it holds true to the to the form of Giallo. It's a murder suspense um, there, there are some kills in there that are very gruesome, very bloody, very stylish camera work, very jarring musical arrangements. Anytime 
um, the main character goes into like her, her like sleep and she starts living the, the life of the old days. And the music is just always cranked to 11 and it's so jarring. And it last night, so beyond it being a near perfect movie, just in of itself fits the description of Giallo. And in my opinion is a masterpiece of the genre. And I think that a lot of people are going to, that might rub a lot of people wrong, especially people who love Giallo. And, and, and I could be completely off base. Maybe people in the Giallo community think that think the same thing and really enjoy Last Night in Soho, but um, I just I, I recently rewatched Last Night in Soho probably about a month ago, and I just it reminded me of how much I love that movie, and I started kind of thinking about it. And I'm like, this seems very in line with Giallo and that kind of genre, and I'm probably pronouncing Giallo wrong too, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. We're, so basically, we're in a little too about, deep for that now. Right. I, I think I've gotten a little too deep for that. But so basically my horror hot take is two parts. A, I don't care for Giallo. I, most of the Giallo movies are boring. I'm not a huge fan. I like Dario Argento for the fact that he is he's contributed a lot to the horror genre. Um, and Dario Argento is very important to George Romero and the success of Dawn of the Dead. But I do not like his Giallo movies. I don't care for Giallo as a whole. But then in addition to that, if I had to give you a like a terrific example of a giallo movie that i think is fantastic last night in soho you know wham bam thank you ma'am send her to the cleaners you know what i mean okay um yeah i don't remember enough about last night in soho I, either i either i haven't actually watched it or it's just been so long or i have paid attention to it because so, <laughs> it's just not clicking with me um so i'm, I'm not sure i'm not going to speak on that but uh yeah i do agree on your first part it's just it's not for me um you know whatever Mad props to those that do love it. That's for each to each their own. That's fine. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it's not for me. Like I said, it's it's a little bit of a chore for me to try to watch something in that in that vein. So, so there you have it. Uh, we need some feedback online. If if you're a big fan uh, of this style of movie or Dario Argento or, and everything, let us know. Uh, you know, give it give the counterpoints. Uh, again, it's all just a matter of opinion. So there's not really a right or wrong per se in this. But uh, but let us uh, let us hear what you have to say. So while you're uh, while you're out there crafting that masterful tweet to counter Isaac's hot take, we're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> give you a, give you a few moments to do that. But uh, when we come back, we will have news and birthdays, anniversaries, etc. So hang in there. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams, that is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. Spread the news. Spread the news. Spread the news. And we are back with the news. All right. So we got some cool stuff for you here today. We're starting off strong in the news genre with Stephen King's new book. This man is still releasing stuff, man. All right. He released Holly on September 5th. The book is about Holly Gibney, who made her first appearance in his book, Mr. Mercedes, who is a private investigator that works to solve the gruesome truth behind multiple disappearances in a Midwestern town. Um, I love Stephen King. I love his books. I love his movies. Um, 
And so I'll probably have to get around to buying this book or get it digitally and give it a read. I think I think it'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I love his books. I haven't read any any of his stuff in a while, uh, but I, I read some when I was younger. And uh, I don't, I mean, I know there's varying degrees of you know enjoyment I have, but I, I don't know if he ever has a stinker per se. So uh, yeah. he's a talented dude. So, but it's exciting. It's exciting to have him still out there and uh, you know and, and doing things and, and putting out product. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. And uh, actually, before we get too far ahead, uh, just as a quick like side note, you know, we are in September. So September and October is prime months uh, for like spooky season, you know, haunted houses, haunted attractions, corn mazes, events, etc. Um, at least in the Pensacola area, we, I, I've talked about it before um, because I really enjoy it. The, you know, the, the concept and everything else. Uh, but we go to a haunted house called the Haji Horror House, or Haunted House, I should say. And they're doing it uh, Friday the 13th theme this year. Um, so I've talked about that a little bit before. But uh, make sure you guys go out there and, like, support some of these, like, independent people. You know what I mean? A lot of these haunted houses are either family-run businesses or just, like, a passion project of a bunch of people coming together wanting to scare other people. So um, small side note before we move on to birthdays and stuff. Make sure you go out there and celebrate and, you know, get get in, in there with these things because – the only way to truly get into the spooky spirit of Halloween is to accidentally shit your pants because a clown jumped out at you. Truthfully. Truthfully. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And if, if, if people aren't supporting these things, if people aren't going to these things, then we won't have these things. They True. will, uh, they, they will dwindle away. And if there is, if there's no support, I mean, these people can't, they can't take a wash on it, right? They've got to, they got to try to make some money. That's what they're doing. So, uh, so yeah, get out there, get out there, attend and, and go and go again and, and support them all and keep going back and, and have some fun, right? That's what it's all about. Hell yeah, brother! I had to hit you. I had to hit you with a stone cold. Yeah. Get a, get a hell yeah, America. <laughs> That's right. All right. So moving on, we have some upcoming birthdays. Damn. Ah man. September seventh, nineteen forty. Literally, what is that? Eighty-three years ago to the day that you guys are listening to this, Dario Gento was born. So I just shit on Dario Argento and his entire genre of horror movies on his birthday. Yeah. Oh, my God. Happy birthday, Dario. I hate your movies. Happy birthday, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't think he gets two shits about my opinion. but No, no. And here's the thing, too. Even though I don't care for his movies, just to be clear, Dario Argento is incredibly important from a historical standpoint in terms of modern horror. Without Dario Argento, we would not have a lot of the tropes and things that we have today. Beyond that, Dario Argento, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, is responsible for the international release of Dawn of the Dead entitled Zombie. And so Zombie is part of the reason why Dawn of the Dead became as popular as it did. So without – no, I'm sorry, not Dario Argento. I'm so sorry. So actually, no, fuck him. That was Lucio Fulci. That's my bad. Different Italian guy. Okay. I, I still thought Dario had a hand in it somehow. He, am I, he am I wrong? Have. I'm I have. I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to fact check that here in a minute, but he maybe he did. Maybe he did. But, I thought uh, Dario had something had something to do with Romero getting the start or, or somewhere along the line. Or something. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to have to look it up here. Let's see. I'll do it while we're talking, but uh, yeah, I'll look into it because I, for some reason, those two names are sticking in my head. Um, anyways. Moving on, <laughs> uh, we also have Doug Bradley, September 7, 1954. He is Pinhead from the Hellraiser movies, from most of the Hellraiser movies. 
Um, Doug Bradley, of course, donned the iconic role um, with the first Hellraiser movie, and I think he held it for most of the uh, sequels and whatnot, um, minus the new Hulu movie. Um, but uh, he gave his full, uh, if what is the word, his full blessing. Blessing, yes, thank you for the new Pinhead, um, yeah. which in my which based on you know the comic books is very truthful to the source material. There are not there's not there's either multiple Pinheads or there are different versions of Pinheads. So. Uh, but yeah, love Doug Bradley. Very, very cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. And all the, I've, you know, I've seen some interview clips and different things. He seems like a very, very awesome guy. He's, you know, really, uh, you know, he has a, um, accountability for what he does, right? He, uh, he, he doesn't just want to just go through the motions, right? He, he wants to think things through. Why are we doing these things? Right. And, and appreciate, you know, and, and I like someone who has that approach, right? Doesn't always work, but, but at least, uh, you know, someone who's not just like, okay, yeah, they're going to pay me a buck. I don't care what you do. Uh, you know, he seems to uh, appreciate the horror genre and in uh, the fans, and and you know doesn't doesn't want to take it lightly, and uh, and you know play us for fools, and uh, but seems like a very cool, very good dude, right? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously he plays an iconic character, so absolutely, absolutely. Also, sorry, I figured out uh, Dario Gento did do the music in Dawn of the Dead. It looks like so he was okay. a part of it in that form, um, so. I knew also, there was some tie, uh, some tie to him and Romero. I thought there was some connection there. I, I couldn't remember what it was, but there you go. Actually, no, it, I was correct. Dario Gento, who along with his brother Claudio and producer Alfredo Cuomo, agreed to co-finance the film in exchange for its international distribution rights. Argento consulted with Romero during the script writing phase. So no, I, I was correct. There Where you go. are they? All right. I, or I must be there smoking crack. So, anyways. <laughs> Shouldn't do that. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. I think I was getting confused because I think, yeah, I think what it was is that Lucio Fulci made a zombie movie called Zombie with an E, like Z-O-M-B-I-E. But Dawn of the Dead, when it was released internationally, was called Zombie, Z-O-M-B-I. So I think that's where I was getting confused in my brain. Okay. There you go. Anyways, uh, Doug Bradley's cool, cool guy. Moving on. September 8th, 1971, the man, the myth, the legend, David Arquette uh, from Scream. Also, you may have seen him in a wrestling ring a couple times. Yeah, let's don't talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. What, you don't like Ready to Rumble? <laughs> mm. Oh, no, Ready to Rumble's okay. Just the actual stuff he did in the ring. But, uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm out of respect for David Arquette. You know, and, uh, of course, Dewey, Dewey to me, one of my favorite characters in the Scream franchise. And, you know, he dabbled in some other things. You know, Eight Legged Freaks. We've talked about that before. And Love Eight Legged Freaks. Yeah, so, yeah. David Arquette's a cool dude. He is. He's a really cool dude. Cool dude. I've heard he's actually really nice at conventions. I'd love to meet him sometime. Yeah. And he was married to Courtney Cox, which is pretty cool, too. Yep. <laughs> Not bad. Right. All right. September 9th, 1954, we have Jeffrey Combs from Reanimator and From Beyond. Um, Reanimator is uh, at the top of my list of watching uh, because if I don't, I, I do in fact fear for my life. Correct. <laughs> uh, but I'm That's sure cool. that you know Dave. He loves Jeffrey Combs. I do know I do. Jeffrey Combs. I've seen him in other stuff, but I've just never seen Reanimator. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a cool dude. Absolutely. One of my favorite movies. I'll say he's in uh, he's in SpongeBob. You know that he voiced the mm-hmm. voices in SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Cool dude, cool dude. Man of many talents, if you will. 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Upcoming movie anniversaries. We have September 7, 2006, Hatchet. Um, I love Hatchet. Um, actually, I did not watch Hatchet until about three years ago during the pandemic. Um, pandemic kicked up. Just a real quick story. Pandemic kicked up. I started watching all kinds of fucking horror movies. I mean, everything I could get my hands on. And Hatchet was one of them. Um, and I was really cool. It was really cool to see that. Um, a lot of really big names in it. You know, Kane Hodder, uh, Joel David Moore, uh, Tamara Feldman. These are big names like the horror industry. Um, you know, all kinds of people. Robert England, Tony Todd. I mean, come on. A lot mm-hmm. of cool people. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the Hatchet movies, um, especially the first one. Because they are, uh, you know, it's it's a whole new whole new franchise, whole new thing, but it feels very old school, right? It feels very, you know, you know, like an you know, the old slasher uh, franchises. So I, I like that, right? I like how it has that feel to it. Uh, but it's yeah, I, I like it. I think Victor Crowley's a great character. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then also we have September tenth, nineteen eighty seven. We have Hellraiser. Speaking of the devil. Um, Obviously, the original Hellraiser, Clive Barker, fantastic movie. Um, I think it's probably one of those movies that if you've never seen it, you, you kind of need to see it. it it's just, yes. it's very, uh, what's the word? It's it's very much a, uh, a, a, I would say it's probably one of the most foundational horror movies that you could watch. Uh, up there with like Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, I would say. Yeah, I'd agree. If there's a if there's a horror 101 class and uh you know, you show up and the teacher says, you know, we have to watch these movies to give you a you know, a basis for what horror movie is. Yeah, I, I would definitely think horror, uh, Hellraiser would be uh, in that course. So Absolutely. All right. And then uh, a lot of good ones today. I don't think Dave's going to like this next one, but um mm-hmm. September 12, 2003, Cabin Fever. Look, I like Cabin Fever, so I, I've got no no beef with Cabin Fever, but I know Dave does not care for Cabin Fever. Nope, I hate Cabin Fever. It's a horrible movie. Horrible movie. Almost to the point where I almost thought, fuck it, I ain't putting it in here. But I thought, no, no, no. I'm I gotta be unbiased and report the news, right? But uh I hate that I do not ugh, move on. I hate Cabin <laughs> Fever. I, I don't even want to talk about it. I got a bad taste in my mouth just speaking the words. <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> moving on for for Dave becomes physically ill. Uh, <laughs> September thirteenth, nineteen ninety one. We have Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. Um, I, I I don't hate the Final Nightmare movie. Um, it, it's not my favorite movie, but it, it's interesting because Final Nightmare did give us a little bit of a peek of Fred Krueger before he was like a monster. I mean, he was always a monster, but in terms of like a disfigured dream monster, um, you know, it gives us a little bit of that backstory. He also has a kid, you know, shit like that, which also uh, that's a spoiler, I guess. But if you've not seen it, I mean, it came out, what, <laughs> almost 30 years ago? Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> no, more than 30 years ago. Um, yeah, you know, I we've talked about the Nightmare movies and uh, I... I like them all to varying degrees. You know, I don't absolutely 100% hate any of them. Um, but, you know, yeah, Freddy's Dead's not one of my favorites. But, uh, you know, it's still, it's, it's you know, when you do a rewatch of the series, you got you to gotta do it. So Damn straight. Damn straight. But uh, I think that pretty much does it for upcoming movie anniversaries and birthdays. And before we get on to recent upcoming releases, make sure you follow us on social media. 
We post about all this stuff, all the news, birthdays, movie anniversaries, releases, all that good jazz. We post about it on Facebook, uh, Twitter, all the good places, um, kind of good places. They're social medias. I guess it's not called Twitter anymore. It's called X. Fucking Elon Musk. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> it, it's Twitter. Twitter. I will always uh, call it Twitter. I'm not. I'm, I'm too old to be changing my shit now. Right. Well, honestly, like I get emails sometimes when like Twitter, like I get a notification on Twitter because I have multiple Twitter accounts for like personal, for business and for like YouTube and stuff. So I'll get emails from them because they, they'll recognize that I'm not signed in. And it's like uh, email from X in parentheses, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> it's like great. Fucking thing. Trying to be Prince now. Right. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Twitter. Um, anyhow follow us you won't regret it on to some recent and upcoming releases we have first starting us off powerful we have crabs exclamation point crabs it is available now on a screen box and it described as a horde of murderous crab monsters descend on a sleepy coastal town on prom night and only a ragtag group of outcasts can save the day from the crabs um i'll watch this i like i like crab monsters me too. And I like any description that uses the phrase ragtag group of outcasts because that's always typically a, you know, a little recipe for fun. But yeah, I saw a little clip. I don't, it wasn't a full trailer. It was just a clip of the crab. And I'm like, man, that thing does look pretty uh, fucking scary. So yeah, I'm curious to see, to see what they do with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we also have perpetrator now available on shutter described as Johnny, a wild and impulsive teenage girl living precariously in a town where young women continue to go missing, the power she's forced to unlock to survive. Um, sounds good. The name is definitely cap- captivating. Perpetrator mm-hmm. is a very powerful word. Um, I'll probably give this a shot. I'm always down for a Shutter or a Screambox release, that's for sure. Yeah, I've seen uh, quite a few people talking about Perpetrator online and uh, saying they liked it and stuff. So, yeah, I'm curious uh, to see what it see what it is. And it, at some point in time, I'll I'll definitely be giving it a watch. Damn straight. And then finally, last but certainly not least, we have The Nun 2 hitting theaters on September the 8th. And we are reviewing this next episode, but this is a sequel to the original Nun movie. And it is described as in 1956, France, Francis, or in France, France, (laughs) in France, a priest is murdered and evil is spreading. It follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with Valak, the demon nun. Um, I love the Conjuring movies. I, I think they're fantastic pieces of film. Um, I love the Nun movie. Uh, it, it it gets a little like 1990s like epic fight battle at the end, but it uh you know it's a good movie overall. It has its charm, um, and I'm actually excited for the Nun too. The the trailers have a lot of really promising scares that I'm excited for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is kind of one of the big releases this year, and, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about it next episode. So um, I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked. Absolutely. But uh, make sure you guys go check it out as well. Support all these releases uh, where you can, and uh, that'll make sure we keep getting, getting movies about spooky nuns. So uh, make sure you go check it out so that way you can also – follow along with our next review. But with that being said, we're going to close it up here and move on to our review of all fun and games. Listen to their screens is now a Fangoria collaborator. 
Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code LISTEN2SCREAMS at checkout. That is LISTEN to number 2 and SCREAMS. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and we are back here on Listen to Their Screams. It is time for our main event. We are going to do a review of All Fun and Games, which was released September 1st to a limited theater run and video on demand. And apparently by limited theater run, it is very limited because I couldn't find anywhere, even remotely close to me, that was showing this movie. And uh, I was kind of bummed because I thought we weren't going to be able to review it. Uh, But then I found out that, oh, it's coming video on demand, too. So, yay, streaming saves the day. (laughs) And uh, so I was pretty excited. Uh, So it's written by J.J. Brader, Aaron as Celaboglu. Forgive me if I butcher that name. And Ari Costa. And it is directed by, okay, I got to say it again now. Aaron Celaboglu and Ari Costa. And it's starring Asia Butterfield and Natalie Dyer, among others. It is described as a group of Salem teens discover a cursed knife that unleashes a demon that forces them to play gruesome, deadly versions of childhood games where there can be no winners, only survivors. All right, so let's dive into it. Ike, I usually go first and ramble and ramble and ramble. Let's You go first this time and, uh, and talk to us about all fun and games. Sure thing. All right, so starting us off... Um, I, I will preface everything I'm about to say with I did like this movie. I enjoyed it a great deal. Um, it was no by no means a groundbreaking film. There wasn't anything that this movie did that was uh, terribly inventive or different than any other movie. Uh, but here we go. Uh, the movie, of course, is about a, a little group of folks, uh, a little ragtag group of teenagers, if you will. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, we have the youngest of the uh, group, um, which... I'm going to have to find his name. I believe it is uh, Jonah. It goes by Joe. So Joe, in this film, he finds a knife. And it's found under some mysterious circumstances, of course. Said knife is, of course, as mentioned in the description, is cursed. And it lets out the spirit slash uh, evil demon spirit, whatever, of a little boy who was killed uh, back in like the Salem witch trial days. And this spirit will ask you to play a game with them. And if you lose, you die. Um, now, the spirit, of course, stacks it against you in order to make sure that you lose and die. Uh, but it first has to possess someone in order to play those games. And in this uh, movie, it at first was trying to possess Joe, but then eventually ended up uh, possessing Marcus, uh, who was portrayed by Asa Butterfield. So with that little description out of the way, um, a little bit of context, um, it was a good movie. It, it was a little bit of a slow burn for me to begin with. It, it kind of started slow, you know, mill, milled around a little bit. And it started getting interesting to, to me about 30 minutes in when shit starts going sideways. Um, typically with horror movies, if you are wanting to captivate an audience, I know there has to be exposition, but Cobweb, wait, no, not Cobweb, um, Crap, what's the other movie we recently watched that was from Australia? I already forgetting. Talk to me. Yeah, talk to me, yeah. So it talked to me. Talk to me did it right, right? Talk to me hooks you the moment that movie starts, right? It starts out at a party. It's got that POV, it's got you walking to the house, it get it's guy getting stabbed and then stabbing himself in the eye, right? Movie hooks you from the get-go. This movie did not do as much of that. It didn't do any of it really. It didn't hook me until about 30 minutes in when they started 
you know, again, shit started going sideways. Now, that's not to say it wasn't, it wasn't a good movie because obviously the movie was still relatively good. It just, again, wasn't super inventive or doing something that wasn't different than other movies. Um, you know, I would liken it to a movie uh, such as uh, there's like Truth or Dare, which kind of has a similar concept. It's a demon who makes you play a game with them. Um, and there's other ones as well. Uh, or Would You Rather, that's a good one. I don't know if that's demons per se, but that one's a little more on the nose of doing outlandish tasks but you know this one does have its charm you know there are some very creative deaths um i I know they tried to do it with like the hangman but i thought the hangman part was a little cheesy a little goofy um you know they play hide and seek flashlight tag i mean they did some other cool stuff that i thought was interesting enough um, but again, it wasn't anything that was super crazy awesome or super crazy inventive or like really blew me out of the water. It was just kind of like, yeah, this is a horror movie. It's all right. It's not horrible. You know what I mean? It had some interesting deaths. It's just, I don't know. It, it kind of fell flat in a couple areas for me. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I've rambled enough. Dave, wh- what did you think of All Fun and Games? Um, it, uh, it was a disappointment for me. Uh, I really, I really... I don't know. For the trailer, I was really, I was really invested. I thought, oh, this is going to be good. You know, it sounds, you know, got a nice concept behind it. Uh, and even though, you know, going in, I thought, ah, it's not that super original and ideal, but it still could be fun. And it was okay. It's not that I hated the movie, um, but it, like you, like you said, it was slow. It and it, it just never really picked up for me. It just all felt kind of slow. And I don't know. It was just kind of, eh. It just kind of, you know, like you said, it fell very flat for me. It was, a, it was a really a disappointment. And um, the the one saving grace was that the movie was only like uh, seventy five minutes or something like that. <laughs> Which, you know, the problem with a lot of movies is, you know, it could fall flat, but then they're also trying to make you go for two hours with it. And uh, thankfully, they didn't do it with this, right? They they got in and got out and did their thing. But it, um, you know, it, I mean, it had it had. Yeah, had some parts it was shot you know shot well looked you know it looked good you know i liked the the cast but it was um story-wise it just this and i don't know it didn't it, it didn't do it for me it just um there was no there was no hook there was no surprise really to it you knew you knew what you were getting early on pretty much uh the concept and it, so it made me think okay well then the games part right that'll be the that'll be the hook That'll be the thing. And then, I don't know, they just, those were kind of a letdown. They didn't really, they didn't really do a lot with them. They were kind of, I don't know, it just felt like there was, eh, they, they weren't relying, you know, too heavily on it. And then, then there at the end, right, they, you know, tricked the boy into the Red Rover and stabbed him with the, the, the possessed knife. And that was how, it, I don't know, it didn't, that, uh, really? I mean, that just seemed peculiar right. to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um I don't know. I just, I was disappointed. I was, I was let down because it, 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 I really, I just, I anticipated more out of it. I really thought it was going to be more fun. I didn't expect groundbreaking, but I really just thought it was going to be fun, a, a fun little hour and 15 minute horror movie uh, that, you know, that will give you a few you know, spooks and a few jumps and a, you know, whatever else. And eh, it just didn't, it didn't really have it. It didn't, I don't know. I don't know if this thing is targeted more for younger viewers, maybe, because it felt kind of 
kind of mild. The, the the youngest kid was pretty funny in it, um, in his acting and the way you know, and uh, they they you know the best part of the movie to me was the way they portrayed the single single mom family right with the dad running off and the dynamic between the brothers and sisters where they were they bickered and they fought and they acted you know to each other's faces were like I hate you blah 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 I can't wait to get away but yet then when time put you know push come to shove they would they would die for each other right they would fight you know you get that dynamic in those kind of scenarios and i loved it in the opening when they said something about dad taking off when we we're young so if you ever see whatever his name was john smith tell him to fuck off or something like that i thought that was pretty right. funny and um but you know but that's not that's not horror right that so that that to me was the best part of the movie so that's not saying much if that's the the what i pull in is the best part of a horror movie and um i don't know I just thought, you know, having a, a a very, you know, popular actress in it, you know, from, you know, from Stranger Things, um, I, I just, I really thought, man, that this would, you know, would really go. And, and again, maybe I, I guess I can see why it's got a very limited theater. And I don't think this thing would draw in the theater. I, I just, I just don't. Um, I, I think word of mouth would very quickly have gotten out and this thing would, would have died in the theater and it'll yeah. probably, you know, a little short run on video on demand. And then if it gets on a streaming service, this will be the kind of movie that'll probably have some pretty good viewership on a streaming service. Um, because people, you know, people are more likely to take chances and watch something for on a service they already subscribe to. And, you know, and I don't know, I'm sure there's some people that like it uh, and really like it. And, and, and that's okay. I just don't, I guess I don't see what the appeal is. I don't see, I don't know. Even the possession aspect of it wasn't really there wasn't really much to write home about. It was all everything they tried to attempt to do. It just was kind of felt half baked to me. And uh, I don't know. It was like I said, it was it was disappointing. Um, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't particularly like it either. So yeah, and, and actually, I was going to mention one other thing is that um, <clears throat> you kind of mentioned it, but I think it was probably wise that they went the streaming route on this one. And, that, and that's not a diss because streaming, in my opinion, is probably one of the most successful um, inventions of the 20th century or technically 21st century. And uh, there's no, no diss, no shade at all for people who, who, you know, do the streaming gig. There's no shame in streaming only movies. You know what I mean? Back in the nineties, we had the straight to DVD or straight to VHS. And in the 2000s, we have straight to, to streaming. And, that, and there's nothing wrong with that, because in my opinion, straight to streaming movies, at least in recent years, have sometimes outdid significantly, you know, major box office bo- you know, blockbusters. So I don't mean this in a negative way, but it was definitely wise of them to include a streaming release as well, because I, I do not know that I would have left that theater being super happy with the movie had i paid you know that money to go to a theater to see you know what i mean that's not a bad thing per se you know not every movie we're gonna watch or review is gonna be a a 10 10 movie and that's just that's just the facts of life um but it it is it is certainly a something to be considered something to talk about when you talk about movies going to streaming that it is a wise decision in a lot of cases to do that to ensure that you have that streaming revenue, to ensure you have that, you know, limited release re- revenue. But I definitely, I'm glad that I didn't have to go to the movies to watch this. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't mean that as a diss. It's just, 
just part of it. That's just how that's just how the the cookie crumbled this week, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's again, it's streaming. There's there's different tiers of movies, and uh, just like back in the day, you know, there was stuff that went to a theater, and there was stuff that you know went to a theater and stayed out for months, and then there was uh, you know stuff that went uh, you know straight to video. And, and it had a, you know, a high spot on the, the old video wall. And then there was the straight to video that was a kind of low and buried. It's the same kind of concept now, right? There's, there's, you know, blockbuster movies that run and run and run for a while. There's movies that do okay and then are in theater for a bit. There's movies that, you know, come to video on demand. There's movies that come straight to a streaming service. Then there's, you know, then there's movies that go to lesser video, you know, streaming services that are a little lower and, and lower budget and whatever. That's okay because there's different tiers of movies. There's different tiers of production companies. And if everything relied on having to go to a theater, there's just not enough screens for everything. So a movie like this probably would have never seen the light of day. And it, it, it just, if it had to go to a theater, it's just not going to, it's not because there's something, you know, they would rather run, you know, Barbie for another week than this because of the, you know, because yeah, Barbie's going to make money still. And it's it's just the way it is, um, and that's that's not bad. It's just economics. It's just business, right? That's it. It is what it is. I don't think anybody in producing this movie thought they were going to have an Oscar-winning blockbuster theater movie. Right. You know, they had a vision. They went out and they did it and they made it. And then when they pitched it to someone, they're like, "Yes, we will distribute it." But this is how the model we think it's best at. Having it go video on demand, that's still pretty good because it's still got a chance to make some money. That's a simply, that's essentially just theater at home, right? You're, you're still paying money for it and, and, and buying it as opposed to just being on a streaming service you're in. So it's okay. And it's, you know, it, I, it's, I'm glad it's there for that kind of those functions for other movies because we get a wider variety of movies, both in quality, both in content, both in actors both in writers, and it gives a lot more opportunities to these people that are creative. And, you know, like I said, you know, there's only so much to go to theaters, right? And, and then so we got video on demand for that next tier down. And then we got, you know, the big streaming services for, you know, that some of that shit's even, I mean, some of the stuff that's on the big streaming services, straight to the big streaming services, is, is, is leaps and bounds some of the, above some of the theater stuff. But then you have lots of other middle to lower streaming services so that things you know people can get their stuff distributed so it's good these things are out there it's good that there's options there's good that there's different packages that distributors and and production companies can go with um and i think to be real yeah i'm glad i'm glad this didn't go theater to me i don't know if video on demand it was even the right choice to me this this felt like it should have been on you know I, i could see it being on one of the bigger streaming services it just feels like I don't know that it's going to make a lot video on demand. Um, I just I just really, really don't. And uh, we'll see soon, because typically if something's not really <laughs> performing video on demand, it really goes on a deep sale pretty quick. You get right. the sale price. So we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, you know, I do understand trying to make what they can out of it first. So, I mean, you know, hell, if you put a video on demand a couple weeks before streaming, try to make a few bucks, well, more power to them. Why not? And, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing's going to happen in the next month with it on video demand and then go into streaming services. It's, you know, they, they have nothing to lose, but, you know, make a make a few bucks back on their budget. So. Um, so, yeah, you know, like I said, 
the movie was disappointing. It wasn't my favorite movie, but that's okay. I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm glad it's out there, uh, because I like even shit I don't like. I'm, I'm glad those people get to make it, right? They get to exactly get to see their vision through and, and create it because, you know, whatever. Someone might love this movie. Not me. <laughs> I, it's not for me, but that's, that's okay, right? There's a lot of stuff I love that I understand. You know, other people like we just talked earlier with the, uh, you know, the Italian horror and Dario Argento. It's not for me. Not that I can't appreciate the artistic, you know, the artistic side of it. It's just not. It's never something that if I'm if I'm going to throw something on to watch, you know, new or rewatch, it's ne- I'm never going to a Dario Argento movie. I'm never going <laughs> to an Italian horror. It's just not going to happen. Um, right. But that's OK, you know, because I know people out there love it. And that, that's cool. That's fine. Because, you know, I, I will throw on a, you know, a dumb old 80s slasher movie that makes little to no sense. And that's my comfort. So whatever, we're, to each their own, we're all entitled to our own thing. Um, and I think anybody that's that's creative, um, you know, deserves a right to uh, to to put their work out there and see what happens. You know, sink or swim. And, and who knows? You know, it may, maybe it'll bomb. And that, you know, that's part of the. Uh, that's part of the uh, the risk you take when you're a creator, right? Uh, all creators say that they only create for themselves, right? And and that I, I, if I like it, I'm good. Yeah, well, you know, there's something to be said for a, a little validation and appreciation. So you know, you're, you're you're putting yourself out there. Uh, so anyway, I got way on a sidetrack there and got rambling about shit. Um, <laughs> just just to cir- just to circle back around and say, uh, eh, you know. Whatever, I, I, all fun and games wasn't my kind of movie, it, it and and I really, really wanted to like it. I really, yeah. and I really kind of thought I would going in. I don't know why. I was I was really looking forward to watch it. The trailer really sold me on it, and yeah. But coming to find out, it's one of those cases where yeah, the best shit's in the trailer, and uh, and you know, but uh, so they they did a good job of editing that trailer to hook you in. But um, so uh, yeah, so be it. It is what it is. So. Uh, let's uh, let's rank this thing, Ike. Since you gave your opinion first, we'll let you rank it first. Out of five screams, what are you going to give all fun and games? Absolutely. So um, we talked about it, went in depth, in length about this movie. We both kind of came to the conclusion that it was by no means a bad movie. It perhaps just wasn't our cup of tea. Um, I did get some enjoyment out of it. There was a lot of good things about this movie. Acting, you know, the thermography the sound whatever the case may be so i do think i have to give it just an even even steven three out of five hmm. all right well uh, unfortunately i can't do that um <laughs> because overall nah i didn't i didn't i didn't get enjoyment out of it i just really didn't it it, it was disappointing to let me down i tried you know to point out what i thought were the some some positive aspects of it Still wasn't enough to save this movie. Unfortunately for me, All Fun and Games is going to get a two out of five. That's the best I can do for it. And uh, so uh, cumulatively, a two and a half uh, out of five for this movie, which uh, to me, a two and a half is probably pretty accurate. That's, I mean, that's a, I think that's a pretty fair, uh, fair assessment. So I think so. Yeah. So there you go. Take it for what it is. Uh, go out and watch it yourself and see what you would rate it. Uh, hell, somebody out there might think this is a five screams out of five movie. Uh, and, uh, you know, as they say in the South, God bless your soul or God, <laughs> God bless your heart or whatever. Bless your heart. I don't know what they say. Something like that. I, I think if you, you know, no disrespect, but I think if you rate this a five out of five, you, oof, 
you might need to reanalyze what you're watching. <laughs> I, I, I mean that with all respect, but uh, even if you enjoy it, I just don't. I don't know anybody would give it that high. But who knows? Crazier shits happen. As I as I always say, somebody literally filmed Coyote Ugly and thought, "Fuck, this is good," and put right. it out there. And inside joke, I hate Coyote Ugly. So there you have it. That's all fun and games. We've talked about it. I've rambled about all kinds of other shit too, and we've circled back around and come back to it cumulatively cumulatively whatever i'm saying two and a half screams out of five for us uh for this movie uh but now i, I man i just again i don't i don't want to get my hopes up i don't want to oversell it to us but i'm thinking next week is going to be a little more impressive for us because we have the nun too this is this is kind of more the type of movie in our wheelhouse uh the, the type of movie we tend to enjoy and um, i'm very much looking forward to it i'm uh, very much looking forward to the fact that this is going to be a theater experience because I'm ready to get back into a theater. Uh, it's been, you know, a few weeks for me. Uh, so next week we will be reviewing The Nun 2, one of the, uh, I, hands down, I think it's one of the biggest horror releases of the year. I think it's up there, uh, you know, a, a top 10 horror release, if if not a little higher this year. Uh, we've got some big ones, but I, I think this is up there. So uh, go see it in the theater so that you can, you'll play along at home with us as we uh, rate and review it next episode. Uh, like I said earlier, and like the commercial said earlier, uh, follow us on social media. We put all kinds of cool shit out there. And if there's any real breaking, pressing news that we just feel that we just can't wait till the next episode, uh, we share it or put it on there. Uh, so we, uh, I think we're one of the, you know, I mean, there's the big conglomerates, the big, the big places that do horror news, but I think we're a pretty cool place to follow to get some, uh, some horror news and opinion on a daily basis. So check us out. We're on all the platforms. Just look up, listen to screams. That is listen the number two and screams. And while you're out there and since you're listening and you've got it right there, right? If you're listening to us, you've got that podcast platform opened up right there. So just make sure you're subscribed to us, right? And go ahead and click that auto download function so that you don't miss anything. And then whatever you're in, if you've got, if you've got a chance to rate and review us, do that, right? And we want us, we want you to give us a good rating and a good review. But you know, here's the thing. If, If you think we suck and you hate us, then use this as an opportunity to be a smart ass and play a prank on the world <laughs> and still give us a good rating and review and trick other people into listening to us. I mean, how fun is that, right? If you hate us, how, how fun is it to punk other people and trick them into listening to us? So <laughs> give us a good rating and review also. Uh, but no, no, give us a rating and review because that helps us in those algorithms. When, uh, when other people are listening to horror shows and, and similar type film review shows, uh, it helps us come up in that uh, suggested part portion of the platform. So make sure you do that. Help us out. Uh, word of mouth and networking, uh, social media shares, ratings and reviews, all that kind of stuff is our best tool for growing this show. And we can't have any of those things without you guys. So uh, just just take a few minutes and, and do that. I mean, you're listening to us, like I said, so make sure you subscribe and, and make sure you just click that share, right? Put it on your, throw it up on your social media, tell people, hey, you might think this is cool. Uh, give it a listen. Uh, it just takes you a few seconds, but man, it really, really helps us. Like, we, we can't express that enough, how much you know, listeners, and followers just sharing and, and mentioning us um, helps us. I mean, you, we, we can see it in our social media numbers with our posts that when we get a few shares and some people commenting, you man, you watch those engagements just fly through the roof, and that helps. And uh, so you know, it's it's it, it, it does it works. So help us out. Um, I, I'm I'm rambling and, and acting like I'm begging, and maybe I am just a little bit, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're hey we're a we're a small little operation here. Trying to grow as as we can, so help us out. So, Ike, before we close this out and uh, 
put a lid on all fun and games. I, I guess it's, you know, well, I don't know what's back to the grindstone since all the fun and games is over. Um, right. You got anything you want to throw in here before we close out? Um, the only thing I was going to say is, you know, you know, don't take our, don't always take our word for things. You know what I mean? I think that's like, you know, we might review movies and we might give our opinions on it and we just do it for shits and kicks. Um, don't 100% take our word on anything. You know, go watch these movies yourselves. Form your own thoughts on them. You know what I mean? That's one of my biggest uh, recommendations for folks is that, you know, yeah, we're a podcast. Yeah, we did the review shit. It's a lot of fun. We do a lot of cool stuff. But don't take us at our word. Watch the movie yourself and see if you believe the things that we believe. You know what I mean? I don't want my my ranking or, you know, Dave's ranking to definitively make that choice for you. So always go watch the movie. If you ever have to second guess it, don't. Just go watch it. See if you like it. What's the worst thing that you did is you wasted a couple hours of your life, maybe, and then you just move on. You know what I mean? So always watch the movies. Well, or give yeah, them a you're, shot. You're, you're only wasting an hour and 15 with this movie. It's it's a short one. But I mean, okay. a review a review is just an opinion, right? And an opinion is in no form of fact. That's just I mean, I don't like this movie. That's just my opinion. It doesn't, you know, in the grand scheme, that doesn't matter. That's just, in my little world is it's, it's important to everybody else. It does, it's not right. Um. It's it's an entertainment, right? We hope you're entertained by our reviews and the way we talk about it. And and you know, if you have limited time, hey, maybe we maybe we do help guide you on what you, if you have to pick and choose a little. Okay, that's right. cool. That's great. But if you've got time to burn and you're wanting to watch something, throw it on and watch it. Right? And then and then like I said, if if you watch a movie and you say, God, Dave's a dumbass, this was a great movie, then you go go on social media and call me a dumbass. I'm cool with that, right? Come out and say, Hey. What were you watching, man? This was a great movie. I loved it. And tell me why you loved it because I want to hear it. I want to hear people had fun watching this movie. I don't care what it is. I want people to have fun watching horror movies, right? It's this is not this is not the movie that I'm going to watch for fun. Maybe it is for you. That's great. So, uh, but you're never going to know, right? You 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 never know your favorite movie until you watch it. And um, you know, so just watch it and see what happens. And uh, you know, take what we say as as an entertainment. It's it's not. It's not gospel, right? I mean, it's just opinion, and an opinion is not definitive. It's just personal. So, um, and like we said earlier, uh, why we're before we close out, you know, it's it's spooky season. Go out, visit a haunted house, visit a corn maze, oh, yeah. go to a festival or a parade or whatever's happening out there in your area. Go, go, man, go have some fun. Uh, for us horror fans, this is this is our time of year, right? We're always looking for shit year round. Right. We're always trying to find something year round to do. But, man, this is this is the time of the year when we don't really have to look. It's just it's everywhere. Right. It's all out there. So go out there and do it, man. Go go visit a store and roam through the Halloween aisle and see all the cool stuff and go visit these places and, and, and just have fun. Uh, this is this is it for us, man. This is this is Marty Girl for the, the ghouls and creeps. So uh, go go have a blast and uh, and support these people. And um, if you're visiting a haunt or whatever else and, uh, you know, take some pictures, put them out there on social media and tag these places and support them and tell other people to go see them. Uh, hell, tag us. If it's some cool shit, we'll share it. Right. We'll 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 help spread the word and tell people oh, yeah. that, hey, if you're in this area, go check it out. So make sure you tag us and we'll help spread the word on these on these places. And uh, and I like seeing it, man. I like seeing haunted houses and, and attractions and stuff from other places and seeing pictures. Um, I know the uh, what's the one. What's the one down in uh, Universal called uh, Hollywood Horror Nights or whatever? 
Yep. Uh, the big, the big one, it just opened up, I think, last weekend or the week before or something like that. So it's, it's rolling. And I know there's lots of people going there. So, hey, if you're, man, I'd love to see some pictures, man. I know Chucky's a big, a big thing at this, this year. I'm pretty sure they've got a killer clowns thing going on it, at it. Uh, so, hey, take some pictures of what, you know, what you can within the, the rules and guidelines of the attraction. Um, and then, and, and post them out there and, and tag us in them because I like to see these things, man. And, and we'll share them and help spread the word and, and spread the love. It's, you know, we, we like to say Spooktober is a year round event, but man, this is, this is the prime time for us. This is when there's all kinds of stuff to do. So get out there and do it. And make sure you watch a horror movie because that's what it's all about. Uh, turn on something, watch something, have some fun. Next week, we'll be reviewing The Nun 2. But until then, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>